why don't we start, Jana, with you uh, just kind of telling us how you and Eric met. Tell us about your, your wedding day and uh, maybe first few years there together. Okay. Um, we met through some friends, and I thought, well, he's really handsome, and he's a snazzy dresser, and still is, and he's funny, and so we, we dated for a while, and then we got married um, in 2003, and um, we always say it was a beautiful wedding. I had seven flower girls, and we had a huge wedding party, and we came by horse-drawn, I came by horse-drawn carriage, and we left by horse-drawn carriage. It was this big fantasy wedding, but um, there was no God at our wedding, and we actually, this is embarrassing to say, but we, we, had, we, we had a friend of ours get ordained off of the internet to marry us. Um, we I, were, I still, I, honestly, you've said that the last two services, and I can't figure out what's wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, Pastor Troy did that. So. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah, you can you can see where where it led us, but um, so we just we didn't have God in our in our wedding ceremony, and we didn't have God in our marriage, and uh, things kind of started to unravel um, after a while uh, without the Lord in our lives. So you didn't grow up in a Christian home. And, no. Uh, but Eric, you did. In fact, I think your parents were right here on row three. Yeah. Front and center. You better be good. <laughs> you probably ought to adjust some of those stories that you talked about them in the first uh, two services. But uh, they know. Not, not really. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about your journey, especially as you were growing up. And, <clears throat> and uh, Yeah, I, um, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, however, I never became a Christian. Um, didn't really uh, care about uh, God or Jesus or anything uh, to do with either. Um, when I was um, 13, I um, started to um, drink. And uh, when I was 14, I started to smoke marijuana, and by the age of 18, I was uh, doing uh, cocaine, and so it was a, um, you know, I, I ended up going to rehab when I was uh, 20, um, and the first rehab, and then um, and then as, uh, you know, I didn't stay clean long, and then um ended up... Um, having a pretty, uh, very, very much, uh, drug using life until about 30, about 30. Huh. So, um, you weren't using when you guys got married, right? No. And, uh, so you, you gotten clean and, and sober, you guys got married, but God still wasn't there. Um, but things were going pretty well from your perspective, right? What, what, happened tell us when things started changing a little bit in your marriage and maybe some anecdotes about about how that looked um well I, I think when the lord's not in your marriage that divorce is a real viable option and it's something that i threatened it's something that he threatened um you know we're involved in uh, a ministry called marriage alive at our church and one of the things we talk about is the covenant and um, bringing the Lord into your marriage, um, and what can you do 
to make your marriage better. And whereas with us in our, before we were saved, it, there was a lot of blaming and, um, you know, we, I thought that being married and that he could make me happy. And I think he thought that I could make him happy. But as you know, um, there's only one that can do that and that's the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so we struggled, um, you know, we, we struggled a lot throughout our marriage before we got saved. Yeah. So you, you tell a story of a, a couple nights that really stick out to you of, of kind of the lowest of the low. Share those with us. You want to go? Go ahead. Actually, for me, um, the uh, worst night of our marriage was actually... Um, a night I've been drinking, and I came in the house, and uh, um, we were yelling and fighting and just, you know, really going at it. And I, uh, I looked down, and both of the boys were crying and begging us to quit fighting, and she was threatening to take them away, and. It was just an awful night, and, you know, I left, and um, uh, during that time, um, she had kicked me out of the house. I, I lived in a couple of different places. Um, I was just uh, drinking drinking so bad. I was, uh, I was having an affair, and it was just, uh, it was just an awful time. Hmm. I think for me, the worst time was when I was pregnant with my second son. Um, We were in bed one night and it was about 10 o'clock or so and we weren't asleep yet and Eric got a text message and I said, you know, who's texting you this late at night? Um, And he got a, the text message was someone that he worked with. Um, There was a, a a woman that he worked with she had, um, she was living with someone and she had kids and, um, they were kind of having an emotional affair and the text message said something like, I miss you. When are you going to call me? And, you know, you're really vulnerable when you're pregnant, you have all this hormonal stuff going on. And I felt like, so just a lot of, I felt really betrayed, really hopeless, um, just real upset. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was, that's probably the worst for me. I mean, there was many, many difficult and challenging times, but that was probably the worst for me. So you went from pretty good to horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much anything bad in a marriage you guys were experiencing. Yeah. What, what was it that, that caused the turnaround? Obviously, you guys are together today. So however close you were to actually uh, getting a divorce at that point, you're, you're still together, but what was it that, that caused kind of a turnaround in your relationship and in your lives? Um, actually, um, I had, um, I came to church, I came to church and I sat right back there and, uh, and I'd known Troy, uh, previously, uh, from, uh, selling, uh, advertising. Eastlake was one of my accounts. And so I knew him already, and so um, when I uh, when I was walking out, and he was standing at the door, he saw me, and uh, 
that had a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, uh, and, uh, but uh, he invited me to lunch. Uh, we had lunch. Uh, we had a couple breakfasts together, and he was witnessing to me. And, um, and then on, um, and then on March the eighth of two thousand eleven, um, I I drove in a complete and utter blackout, um, no recollection recollection at all. Uh, I did go to how she was at, um, acted belligerent, um, just carried on, and. Um, but the funny thing is that night, as I told Jan, I was like, I need to tell Troy about this. I need to tell Troy about this. And, uh, and you know, that I, I feel like that's because he, you know, he had been witnessing to me and I, you know, had some guilt about it. And, uh, and so uh, that was... Like I said, August the eighth, two thousand eleven. That was a Thursday, and March. I um, I it was came March. Huh? March. March. What I said? You said August. Oh, <laughs> I, I gotta that... keep him straight. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where that came from, <laughs> but um, it was March uh, the eighth of two thousand eleven, and um, and I came to church on uh, March the eleventh of two thousand eleven. And uh, I sat right back there, and uh, when Troy gave an altar call, uh, I came right up here, and uh, Ben led me to the Lord, and uh, and uh, that's um, that's what started uh, turn things around. Started yeah. to turn things around, yeah. So, what what kind of differences did you notice in him after that day? Um, well, for one thing, he was a, he was a terrible, terrible mouth. He was a cusser and he stopped cussing. The Lord like lifted the desire to drink from him. He was happy. He was more family, you know, focused on the family. Like he just had this just amazing, I don't know. He was just very different and very happy. Um, if I can interject real quick. Um, the, when I um, got saved the Lord took drinking away from me like just took it away took the desire away and I had never I'd been through three rehabs and I never came off of booze or drugs without rehab and uh, and the Lord just took it away from me I poured like 200 bucks worth of liquor down the drain. And uh, it was just, I think that's the most amazing thing to me. Is <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah. Not, the, not the $200. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't a Christian at this point. No. So what, tell us about your journey from that point. Well, um, he was coming to church by himself, so... I was like, is this going to be like an every Sunday thing? Because, you know, he'd get dressed on Sundays and would come. And so I decided that I was going to get dressed and I was going to come and see what this was all about. Um, so I came to 
came to Eastlake, and um, I really loved the music. I was hoping you'd the say The music that. was amazing, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was the best part. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting for that. And, the uh, and the preaching was pretty good, too, and <laughs> I felt like so, so. Pastor, yeah. <laughs> Pastor Troy was just really relatable, um, and his message just was great. And so I started coming, um, coming to church, and I was not sure about it. And um, so, but I continued to come, and we went to family camp, and I was not sure about family camp at all. (laughs) It was, like, really hot. It was in July. And I did not know what to expect. I was like, if there is some crazy stuff going on, I am out of there. I'm going home. So I, I was scared. Um, but we, we agreed that we would go. And uh, if it was, you know, a little too much, that, that I could go home. So um, there was uh, a guest pastor there, Pastor Rex. And his message and the way that he preached was just so powerful. It like totally just got through all this up here, you know, all that um, stuff in my mind, my questions and uh, different things. It just kind of bypassed that. And so, um, you tell know. Him, tell them about the uh, electricity. Oh, yeah, the electricity. Okay, so I had decided it was too, like, I was like, it's hot here at camp. I'm not, I don't really like it. You know, I don't, I don't feel part of because I'm not saved. And so I had decided that I was going to go home. And um, we talked to our neighbor who had said that the power was out at our house. You know, so I knew that, uh, that it was going to be hot at our house. And at least we had a window unit in our little, <laughs> you know, little, our little place there at family camp. And yeah. so I decided, okay, well, I'll stay because <laughs> I don't want to be hot. And um, power, we, we actually the power had, never had the power never had went out before that and never went out again. Yeah. It's, it was underlying power. It was, it was underlying act power. Of God. And, uh, and the and the guys were praying that yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I told Eric. I said, okay. Well, the after the last like after the nighttime service, if you've been to camp, everybody goes to the cafeteria and you have snacks and stuff. And so I said, well, if I see Pastor Rex, I'm going to talk to him about my salvation. But if I don't see him, then I'm not going to worry about it, you know, because I was scared. And I really was like, yeah, you know, if I don't see him, I'll just, you know, I just won't worry about it. So I, um, (laughs) we went and I didn't see him. And so we were sitting in our little booth and I said, well, you know, too bad, Pastor Rex. He must have gone somewhere else. He's not here, so I don't have to worry about it. And then Pastor Troy was like, Jana, do you want to talk to Pastor Rex? And I turned around, and they were behind me, sitting at the table next to us. And I was like, yes, I do want to talk to Pastor Rex. (laughs) And so I I did not know this at the time, but Eric had been texting with Pastor Troy and was like, Jana wants to talk to Pastor Rex. Make it happen. (laughs) So... um, I didn't know that until later, but they were, you know, things were working together to, to uh, make that happen. And so I um, went over and we talked for a while and, um, and he led me to the Lord and, you know, we said a prayer and, um, and so on, the, but on the way back to our room, I was like, now listen, 
I said, I don't know. I don't feel like real, real different. So please don't tell people that I got saved because I don't want to talk about it. I don't want anybody to ask me any questions because I'm not sure that it worked. Okay? <laughs> and so he said, it worked. Trust me. It worked. But I was like, I don't know. You know, just okay. So um, that that's how I got saved. So how the, has it worked? It worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. You heard it right here. Yeah. So, as you uh, began this journey of faith together, what, what are some things that have really helped you, especially as young believers, helped you really begin to grow and become more like Christ? I think um, the most important part for us uh, was getting involved um, with the church, uh, coming to Sunday morning, going to Wednesday night, doing PDF. Uh, finding friends. Going to family um, camp. Going to family <laughs> camp for sure. I love family hey, camp. By the way, that's next week. We don't call <laughs> family camp anymore. But, and, um, but um, just getting involved and finding friends and uh, really, you know, uh, I think finding mentors and accountability partners. You know, uh, Jana went to some women's studies. I went to the men's uh, program, uh, the men's group. And uh, so I think just, you know, if I had to, you know, if I had to give advice to somebody, it's, you know, really get involved, find uh, accountability partners or or PDF or uh, the men's group, you know, find something where you can fit in and, you know, study the word. Yeah, yeah. So I am going to ask you to give some advice here. So, Eric, suppose there's someone in this congregation this morning that is battling with addiction or they uh, just are bound by sin this morning. What, what would you say to them today? Um, I think the most important part is, uh, you know, as, uh, as you guys saw earlier, um, uh, we're leaders in CR now and celebrate recovery. And I think probably... Um, um, I think I, I help addicts more than anybody, um, but it's for anybody with, uh, you know, hurts, habits, and hang-ups, and, um, and that may be, you know, divorce, or, uh, grief, or, like I said, addiction, or, uh, just many things, you know, it can be, uh, uh, many things, and, uh, but I feel like, um, I feel like uh, for somebody that's struggling, uh, just know that uh, there is hope. Uh, just know it's never, ever too late to um, ask God for forgiveness uh, or uh, become a Christian or, uh, uh, or escape hang-ups. Uh, like addiction or um, things that would um, hinder your walk with God, uh, it's 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 okay, you know that uh, if you've sinned while you're a Christian, like I did, I since I've been a Christian, I drank, and um, and um, it was a very hard thing to deal with, and. Um, 
and the Holy Spirit um, kicked my butt about it. But, um, but it, you know, God forgave me. I had to forgive myself, but God forgave me. And um, there is, um, even if you sin when you're a Christian, you can escape it. Ask God for forgiveness. Um, uh, and uh, I just feel like, I feel like today there's somebody out there that is struggling with some of these things. I just, it's in my, it's in my heart. Uh, I feel like you're struggling with, you know, relationships or drugs or grief or um, forgiveness of yourself and asking Jesus for, to forgive you. Um, and that's, that's what it's all about. You know, it's just, uh, um, being, getting back together with Jesus. He's got a grace, isn't he? He's got a forgiveness. Absolutely. So much grace. Yeah. Jana, maybe there's a couple here this morning and they feel like they're on the brink of, of divorce, feel hopeless. Uh, what would you say to them today? I would just say that God is um, a healer and a restorer and that we've been through so many things and that if we can make it, then anyone can make it. We're getting ready to celebrate 15 years of marriage in September. Yeah. By the grace of God. Yeah. By the grace of God, for sure. (laughs) Um, And just to not give up hope that things can turn around um, in your marriage or whatever you're going through. But um, definitely... We, we've been transformed, yeah. for sure. We're, we're best friends. We're a team. You know, we enjoy each other's company. We laugh a lot. Um, we've, been, we've just been restored. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, one more question out of the back pocket. I didn't ask this the last two services. Uh-oh. But <laughs> what, what are some, now, now that you're looking back on this, this journey that you've been on, the story that you have, what, what are some of the, the biggest changes now that you look at and see in one another and, and in your life together? Make you think about that, I guess. Um, I think it's, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now that you're here, looking back, what, what are some of the biggest changes you see in each other and in, in your life together? Oh, I think for sure is um, dedication, uh, forgiveness, um, uh, becoming friends and partners, you know, forming that partnership is very important, uh, whether it be, you know, kids, money, uh, whatever it is, I think forming that partnership, um, I think, um, I think doing fun things, doing date nights, um, I think uh, just and 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 just holding each other up uh, spiritually, mm-hmm. and when it comes to sin, um, you know, calling each other out, um, and because uh, sometimes that's hard, you know. And uh, but I think uh, I think it's definitely uh, just us really making the effort. And um, and doing the things that you have to do, uh, like I said, forgiveness is a big one. Um, 
you know, and just um, uh, having faith, you know, that it's going to all be okay, you know, because a lot of times, you know, it feels like it's not going to be okay. But, you know, if you have that faith and you have, uh, and, and, and you can rely on that, uh, uh, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Do you have anything? I would just say freedom and faith, really. It's, um, you know, we still go through hard times financially. Um, we, we struggle with different things. and But there's still a freedom from knowing that God's going to take care of it. You know, and there's times when I look at Eric and I'm like, are we going to be okay? Are we going to make it? And he'll say, God's got this. Yeah. You know, and then there's times where he looks at me and mm-hmm. I say it. You know, and we just reinforce it for one another. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's a blessing. Yeah. Well, what amazing grace. Would you guys thank Eric and Jana with me? Thank you guys for sharing with us and the courage it took to say those things. But uh, maybe you're here this morning and you can relate. Maybe you can relate with Eric's story or Jana's or one that's on the video, and you can look back and you can see how God's grace has transformed you. We celebrate that this morning. Or maybe you're here today and, and you're on the other side of it, and right now you, you relate very much with the regret and the shame and the guilt and the hopelessness and the addiction and the sin that is in your life. The good news that I have to bring to you this morning is that the same God who offered grace and freedom to Eric and Jana and those that you saw in the videos and so many others that are in this room, that same God is here this morning extending grace and freedom towards you. And he offers it without hesitation. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, he offers grace and freedom to you. There's a couple verses in Psalm 103 that Dave Keep shared with us this Wednesday that I just want to share with you quickly this morning and say this, this God that we're talking about forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. This morning, this, this God of grace, this God of freedom is here to wash away your sin. He is here to offer healing to those who are hurting. He is here to give loving kindness and tender mercies and crown you with those things. He's here to bring satisfaction into your life when you've been searching for it in every other place. He's here to give you freedom this morning. How does that happen? How do we find that freedom? Let's do the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. If you want to know how to find freedom, if you want to know how to find grace, you need to look no further than the cross of Jesus Christ. Isaiah said in chapter 53 about Christ, he said, surely he has borne our griefs. All these things that we're carrying with us, he's borne them for us. He's carried our sorrows for us. And we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Those iniquities that are covering us and overwhelming us this morning. He was wounded for those things and he was bruised for those things. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. 
And by his stripes, by his stripes, we find healing today. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you relate to. I don't know what you're covered up in this morning. But I would imagine there is someone here today who feels lost and hopeless and just at the end of your rope and you're tired and you're weak and you don't know where to turn. And this morning I'm here to tell you to turn to Jesus Christ because He will give you freely an abundance of grace. He will free you from your guilt and your shame and your hurt and your addiction, whatever else it is. I invite you to bow your head. We have people who are ready to pray with you this morning. And uh, as I pray, I just invite you to come to the front. If God is speaking to you, if you want this grace that we've been talking about, if you want to experience the freedom that we've been talking about, I invite you to come forward. Or, or, or people, as, as they see you, will come and pray with you this morning. We want to help you find Jesus. We want to help you find grace. Help you find freedom. So, Lord, this morning, we thank you for the stories that we've heard. We thank you for the story of Mac and those who are on the, the second video, so many powerful things that you have done in, in people's lives. Thank you for Eric and Jana and their story. And, and Lord, this morning, this one thing we know for sure, it's not a story of people pulling themselves up by bootstraps. It's not a story of people deciding they're just going to make a difference. They're going to turn over a new leaf. They're going to be a new person. And so they just work towards that and they they struggle towards that. And one day they find success. It's not that, Lord, at all. We know that these stories that we've heard are only told because of your grace. The freedom that has been experienced, the freedom that has been shared with us today is something that's only been given by your grace. And so, Lord, this morning, more than we thank you for all these stories, we thank you for your grace. We worship you for being a God of abundant grace who offers it freely to us this morning. And Lord, I don't know who's in this room, and I don't know what they've done, and I don't know what it is right now that would keep them from running to your arms. But Lord, I pray that if someone here today has heard your word and has been pricked or has been Uh, wooed or has been spoken to by your spirit, I pray that you would give them the courage to respond in faith, to just admit their need for you this morning, to to turn away from whatever it is that is keeping them bound and, and run to you, and that they would believe in all their heart, that they would trust you, that you are who you say you are, that you do what you say you do, that you offer what you say you offer, and that you can forgive and wash them today. Lord, I pray that you would do this work. We can't do it. We can't force it. But I pray that your spirit would work in the hearts of those here today, those in the chapel, those online. Lord, I pray that your spirit would continue to work here today. We thank you again for the grace that you extended to us. Thank you again for the freedom that you've extended to us. We worship you for it this morning. And everybody said, Amen. For more information about Eastlake Community Church, please visit us online at eastlake-church.com or find us on your favorite social media platform at EastlakeSML. Thanks for joining us.